0: Dinner was always a difficult time for me and my family as a kid. Um, my parents would always prepare something great—some good hamburgers or steak or whatever sort of meat—but always got to that point of the meal where, uh, well, I'd go to my parents and be like, "Hey, I'm I'm full. I'm done. Can I go and play and stuff?" And they'd be like, "Well, did you finish everything on your plate?" I'm like, "Well, no, but I'm full. I'm done." And uh, there's always a corner of my plate that I never quite got to, left a little untouched, and it was always the place where the vegetables were, the uh, the carrots and the peas and the annoying things, the good for you food. That's all disgusting. Um, but they'd be like, "Well, you need to eat your vegetables before you can go." And I'm like, "Well, I'm full. I'm done. I want to go and play and things." And they're like, "No, no, no. You got to finish your plate. Finish it. You're gonna stay here till you finish." And like, "But I'm full. I don't want to eat my vegetables. I don't like it." It's like eat your vegetables, Sean. You have to eat them, all right? They're good for you. I'm like, no, they're not. They taste terrible. But, but that was always the, the contention at the dinner table was me not wanting to eat my vegetables. It's like, why, Mom? Why, Dad? Why do I have to eat them? And it's like, it's good for you. It's healthy. It'll make you big, strong little boy. And I'm like, ah, that's stupid. No. Um, <laughs> but that was always the contention. I feel like maybe some of you had that as a kid or did that to your kids where they had to finish everything on their plate before they can go. And our text for today from Mark 6 talks about being fed or receiving food. It's a little different situation, but you get the point. The story starts with Jesus' disciples coming back from the mission that he sent them on. Jesus sent them on this mission to go and preach the kingdom of God to others, to call for repentance so that they would turn back to God. And they come back from that, and they're tired. And Jesus is like, well, let's go to a desolate place and we'll rest. We'll regain our energy. And that's what they go to do. But Jesus' word has spread. It's beginning to become popular and gaining recognition. And so some people see Jesus and his disciples leaving, and they decide they're going to go ahead and meet up with them because they want to see Jesus. They want to hear him. And so as the disciples come ashore from their boat, they're they're coming ashore. They see this huge, large crowd waiting for them. And Jesus has compassion on them, because they're like sheep without a shepherd. They want direction. They need guidance. And they look to Jesus for that, and Jesus provides them that. He gives them the sustenance that they want, the teachings that they want to hear. And that goes on for a while, and it's getting pretty late. And the disciples, I'm sure, they're still exhausted. They're probably tired, and they're getting hungry. And they're thinking, you know what, these people might be hungry too. So they're like, hey, Jesus, it's getting late. I'm hungry. They're hungry. We're all hungry, and I got to get up in the morning and all that. But maybe we should release these people to the towns nearby so they, that they can get something to eat, you know, before everything closes. Maybe we should let them go. And Jesus turns it back on them. And he's like, "Well, why don't you give them something to eat?" Like, well, you kidding me? Do you see this crowd? We don't have the money for that. We didn't get ready and budgeted for this sort of. Situation? No, no, we need to let's send them back. And Jesus is like, wait, wait, what do we have? What do we got? They're like, Well, we have a few loaves of bread, a couple of fish. How is that going to feed anyone? That can barely feed two people. And Jesus he he command he gets them to sit down, relax. And Jesus takes these few morsels of food to feed five thousand people and he blesses it. He blesses them. And he divides them up to his disciples, and his disciples divide it up to the people, giving it to the the parents, the moms, the dads, the children, to the families. And then Mark says in our reading that they all ate and were satisfied. They all received what they needed. They got their fill. So much so that they had 12 baskets of leftovers. And that this was about 5,000 men. And that says 5,000 men, so there's probably a lot more because of the women and children. But I want to direct your attention to that passage right there in verse 42, where it says that, they, that Mark told us that, that they all ate and were satisfied. That they ate and were satisfied. They had their fill. Because my question for you this morning is, well, are you satisfied? maybe a number of things come up in your head. Satisfied with what? My job, my family, my house where I live, the people I know, my relationships. But ultimately it will come down to, well, are you satisfied with life? Because that's what the world encourages us to do. To pursue happiness, to find fulfillment and meaning, to have a satisfied life through all these different things. And that's probably a good thing, right? We want to be happy. We want satisfaction. And we pursue those things maybe with, with the jobs we have, the work that is satisfactory, getting to do what we love. Or maybe we find satisfaction with fame, with money, with fortune so that we can provide for people, provide for our family. Or maybe satisfaction in your health and, and how you eat and how you maintain your body or maybe satisfaction in your family a good spouse that can that you take care of and they take care of you and and having children that grow up and be successful we find meaning and satisfaction in those things but if we're honest with ourselves you know we're always never satisfied right maybe we can say if we look step back and we're like well yes i'm satisfied with this but you know there's always something that could be changed, something a little better. And the world is always throwing that at us. You know, you need to add that spare bedroom to your house. You have the last year's model. You need the this year's model. If my spouse could just get rid of that one a little annoying thing that they do, I would be satisfied. My kids, they're brilliant, but he doesn't want to do anything. And if he just could figure out what he wants to do, I'd be satisfied. We always wish we could just have it just a little better. Then we'd completely be satisfied, filled with what we need. And the world is constantly giving us that. And you can have all the money in the world and probably still can't get what the world tells you you need. Because as soon as they come out with something new, something else is coming around the corner. So what about church? Are you satisfied with church? Of course I am. It's church. I get God's good gifts. I receive his body and blood. Of course I'm satisfied with church. Most of the time. Sometimes, occasionally. Well, maybe just on Christmas and Easter. I don't know about you, but I know for me, sometimes, you know, there's some weeks, there's some days, there's maybe a month. Or maybe I'm not too satisfied with church. Even though I'm promised that I will be satisfied, I I sometimes don't feel it. And I don't know, it could be a number of things, but I think it's because, well, sometimes it gets a little mundane. It's the same thing every week. Maybe the messages aren't relating to me in my life. It's not relevant to what I'm going through. Or sometimes I don't feel reached out like someone's reaching out to me because... Well, with everyone here and stuff, I know, I know it's inclusive. I know they want me here, and I know I'm welcomed. But with the things that are troubling me in my mind, it seems like no one else has the same troubles. And they're able to go on while I feel a little held back and unsatisfied. Maybe the problem is that it seems like everyone else around me is satisfied except me. Our text is pretty straightforward today from Mark. There's a large crowd and they're hungry and they need some food. And the disciples were trying to be nice. They were trying to to think about the people, you know, having some concern. And they go, Jesus, you know what? It's getting late. These people are hungry. Let's release them so that they can get some food out around them, out in the neighborhood, out in the world. And Jesus says, no, we're going to feed them. (laughs) With what? With what? Five loaves and two fish for 5,000 people? That's nothing. He's like, yes, absolutely. We'll feed them with that. And that's what Jesus does. With a little bit of nothing, he's able to provide for more than enough. But the point of our reading is not that Jesus is able to do these things. Of course he is. But the point is that the kingdom of God is God providing for his people with all that they need in abundance. Because what happens here is only good for the people for a day because they're going to need to be fed the next day. And Jesus didn't come here to just do a couple of miracles and then just get out. But he came to take it further to bring the kingdom of God to his people so that they will be filled and satisfied with everything that they need. And Jesus preached that message. But there were some people that didn't like it. They didn't like it because, well, they already had their satisfaction in the world. They had their systems and the way they were going to be satisfied. And and this, Jesus was telling them, that was no longer the case. And so they had to get him out of the picture. They had to get rid of him. Because he was tearing down what they found satisfying. And so that's what they did. They took him and they killed him and they put him on a cross. And you bet they were satisfied by that. Because it made him quiet and they sealed him up in the tomb to take him out of the picture. But on the third day, he did rise. Proving that his message was from God. That he is the one to satisfy his chosen people. That he has satisfied the Lord's call for justice. And that he satisfies his people, giving them all that they need. And that includes you and me. He satisfies you when he forgives the sin that bears on you, that weighs you down. He creates a new life in you. One that is born as a child of God to do the Lord's will. Now, the Lord doesn't regularly choose to do supernatural things to satisfy you. But he decides to use, well, what on the surface seems like nothing simple water in the Word to claim you and put the Lord's name upon you. He uses a morsel of bread and a little bit of wine, not even stomach filling, but it's the body and blood of the Savior that satisfies the soul. maybe an encouraging word from a fellow Christian who reminds you of who you are as a child of God and encourages that in you. We receive the Lord's satisfaction here in all that he gives to us. And on the surface, it seems like maybe just five loaves and two fish for 5,000 people. But it's the way the Lord gives us his meals to give us what we need to fill us up. And it's the kind of satisfaction that maybe is not regularly clear to us. Because when we're not satisfied in church, when we desire to get more out of it, well, maybe maybe we're looking at it the wrong way. We think we know what is good for us, and we think we we know what we need to be filled with. Maybe... Maybe we say something like, Dad, I don't want to eat my vegetables. I like the meat. I like the good stuff. But just like my parents would say, well, you need to eat it because it's good for you. Maybe there's that part of us that would honestly say that we wish we could just have it our way. But, in fact, we don't know what we need or what we want, what we hunger for. But the Lord knows. And whether or not you realize it, he satisfies your thirst, your hunger, and gives you his good gifts because the Lord steps in and fills you with what you need. And that includes his commands on how you should be a child of God, but also his grace, his love, his forgiveness, his body and blood, so that you could be a new creature A new creature that's not dependent on you or yourself satisfying your needs. Not dependent on the world to satisfy your needs. But dependent on the Lord for all that you need. Because the Lord does satisfy. And he will satisfy you. We all have our meals that we eat every day. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? Second breakfast or snacks or maybe just skip a few. But maybe there's those meals that you remember that were really great. Maybe like that Reuben you tried in the city from that one deli that was the best you ever had. Or that Thanksgiving meal that mom prepared that was, well, you just can't get it out of your head. But I bet you there's meals that you just do not remember at all. You can't, probably can't remember what you had for breakfast, let alone yesterday. But you needed it as sustenance and fuel and energy to continue. Well, so you didn't get weakened so you don't die. Well, what do you think we do here every week? Maybe you don't remember the sermon from three, three weeks ago or, or let alone last week. And maybe you don't notice the changes happening overnight. But you need the sustenance and fuel. Well, because it's good for you. It's like eating your vegetables. It's good for you to hear the Lord's grace, to continuing to hear Jesus Christ's death and resurrection. And maybe it seems like we're having the same meal every week, but his promises are true, and you need to be renewed each and every day. And Christ continues to sustain your faith life. We come here to hear the Lord as he has promised to be here, to satisfy us with all that we need, to feed us with his word of promise, to offer grace, to offer to offer up forgiveness, his body and blood. And that's so that he could fill you up with all that you need. And then from here, well, from here we go out. And you'll come across people that need to be fed, that need to be satisfied. And the Lord says to you the same thing he says to his disciples when they ask, Lord, maybe we should let other people, let the world feed them. And Jesus says to you, how about you give them something to eat?